this week. Got it. Gross! <laughs> Do something with that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking serious, dude. You were like seven feet away from the mic, and it picked up every bit of that. <laughs> you shit your pants with your mouth, dude. <laughs> oh, man. That was a... Powerful, forceful burp, dude. Oh. Alright, let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Good. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I can't even <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, oh man. Okay. Alright. Oh, fuck. Let's try this again. Oh man, I got the giggles. I got the giggles, boys. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Steph. <laughs> I'm never going to get this. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way I'm going to be able to get through this intro. Oh, God damn it. Those gremlins are in the room, dude. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. You're my listeners, a little Rudy Tad Tad tumbler of Tuckleys, that's gibberish, that I like to refer to as the good few. And we are back at it again for the 44th time. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm doing, uh, I don't know, however, however somebody's doing after a breakup. That's what I'm dealing with right now. That's the most recent thing that's happened in my life. Uh, had a little summer fling going. It was pretty good. Got me through lockdown. Got me through quarantine. Thought there was more there. Apparently there wasn't. And we moved the fuck on, folks. On to the next thing. On to the next person. On to the rest of life. It was good while it lasted, but all good things come to an end, right? Right. So I'm good. I'm fine. I have that, you know, that, that extra free time back in my life. I, you know, there's other people I could hit up. I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm sent, sending out texts left and right. I'm doing everything you do following uh, a breakup. So that's, that's what old Steffi's going through. But, um, it's good, man. It's good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing real well and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying my time here on this little thing we call earth. My guest, uh, my guest this week is a familiar face, a familiar voice for y'all. Uh, he was on episode 10, which I often regard as my favorite episode. And this one was a continuation of that energy, which was fantastic. We had all, uh, Sam Hunter, uh, Sam Hunter on, and he was an absolute delight. He's actually in front of me. Sam, you could say something. Hey, it was fun. Thanks. Awesome. And uh, you're going to hear him in a second. And I'll let you get to it because that's a jam-packed episode. I cried a lot of tears of laughter on it. And then we were pretty much deadpan for like the rest of it because we were talking about serious shit, which was good, which was very good. It's a fucking great episode, and I think you're really going to like it. Um, so, do you just say that about every episode, or is that do you really mean that? I really believe that. I really believe that. But you say every episode is great. Because I think this fucking podcast is great. I'm sorry. I think it's good enough. Hey, on that note... Sam is leaving the room. He's he's he, he's flipping me off. <laughs> I actually said you're flipping me off before you flip me off. I'm gonna let you guys get to episode 44 with Sam Hunter. I love y'all. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, I love you too. I was pretty drunk during this, so some things might you know just enjoy. I was also pretty drunk during this, and maybe you should get drunk during it too. I'm gonna be drinking a lot as I get over this breakup that I'm clearly over. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 44 with Sam Hunter. We will see you next time. Love you. Send me a titty to suck. Hey, my name's Sam Hunter, and my opening line is I'm going to chug the seltzer. <laughs> nobody even watching. It's it's an audio bot. He's chugging an entire Coors Light seltzer right now. So that's setting the pace of this episode. Um, I can do it. Hold on. <laughs> you fucking loser. I got the watery eyes because of the carbonation. <laughs> that burp pickup, Lou, keep that in. Stefan, don't look at your phone. Oh, well, I mean, my phone. I'm not looking at my phone.
Uh, Sam, that took way too long. I know. It's so How's that feel? It's not as good as you thought it'd be. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. You got when you when you chug a really cold carbonated thing in your mind. It's like this is about to be refreshing, but like. Uh, like oh, concentrated man. refreshing because a, a a carbonated cold drink is refreshing in its on in its own nature, right? Yeah. So when you chug, you're like, "This is gonna be even better," and then it immediately just turns into like ice lava. Like it's just <laughs> painful. Like you're just swallowing needles. It's it's not good. Yeah, I still can't make eye contact with you for a second just because I'm crying a little bit and a little embarrassed at the fact that you couldn't hit a seltzer in one yug. <laughs> All right, and we're back. And we're back. Grapefruit on the way. On the, please don't. <laughs> I don't I, want this to just be a podcast of me watching you fail at chugging seltzers man if i had any fucking balls i would just chug the rest of this case yeah and then we can do the rest now, of the now podcast. that's a fucking podcast dude <laughs> just and i love how because it still is all audio so it's just like everybody has to take our word for it like yeah. you could have just cracked a can and then just, it could just like dead mic silence you could just add it in in post exactly just a fat guy crying after chugging a Coors Light seltzer. That is our brand yeah. over here. I couldn't have. That's actually the new logo. Is the outline of a fat man crying while drinking a seltzer. The outline of a fat man is just classic comedy. It really is. It really is. You know exactly what it is when you see it. Yeah. And um, it's, I don't know. Just me. And know you know you're about to have a good time when there's a crying fat guy involved. <laughs> Speaking of crying fat guy, why don't you? <laughs> I was Sam ready. Hunter's in don't, studio don't today. Don't bail on that bit. I was like, yes, hit me. I need this. This is the podcast version of getting pegged. Hit me. Exactly. Put that, put that on. You need it. You need I it so it. bad, man. Uh, you guys might remember Sam Hunter from episode 10, which I often regard as uh, my favorite episode. Hello. It, it was just, it's, it, it had everything I needed. It was it was sincere, but it was, and it was happy. It was fun. It was funny. Just everything that I needed. All, all the qualities of what I think is a great episode. Hell yeah. Um, how's everything going with you though, bro? It's been a while since we checked in. Maybe about a year. <laughs> you nasty fuck. You asked me to do the show, and you come in here and just fucking disrespect me as much as you can. <laughs> why don't Why don't we go ahead and do an episode at some point, huh, Sam? <laughs> you You honey dicked me by convincing me we were gonna have a great time, and so oh. far it's just been you being a fat, a fat mess. How far away are we from you? <laughs> from you flat out shitting your pants. And then puking oh. and then dying in your seat. Oh, I don't know why. I'm picturing the scene. I think it's Stand By Me when the fat guy starts throwing out blueberry pies on everybody. Oh, after, after he drinks the castor oil. I always... Oh. He eats a he eats oh. a blueberry pie, just eat, dr- chugs castor oil, then pukes all over everybody. <laughs> Everyone starts gets them all back for the fat jokes. That that'll make them never call you fat again. You yeah. fucking moron. Oh, lard, lard <laughs> yeah. ass. Yeah, lard ass. Yep. Hilarious. Lard's the best. Yeah, it was good. Last episode, I uh, talked uh, in depth about. Uh, grieving the loss of my mother with my grandmother, mm-hmm. and now I just burped real loud in the mic after chugging a seltzer. So things are going well, handling <laughs> <laughs> it well. Yeah, no, I feel good, dude. I'm. I listened back as I was telling you to that episode, mm-hmm. just because like it's like the equivalent of studying game film if you ever played sports. I played some sports. You did. Yeah, you weren't good, but you played. Yeah, you participated. I was on a football team. That's that's how I like to put it. I was the same way. I want to stay championship on the sidelines. Uh, Good for you. You got that ring, baby. I do. It doesn't fit my fucking finger. Of course not. Have you listened to the past ten minutes of this podcast? I no way does a does a ring that you got when you were a teenager fit you right now. I was the same size. My weight has fluctuated so much. I'm just back to where I was when I was 16, right? Which is not good. Um. So yeah, I was listening back to the last episode, and uh, oh, I was so depressed. Yeah, dude. I mean, I didn't. I, there was no change in tone. Or levels of energy in my voice. I would just like sit. Like I was just a. I was a. You were pretty shit. deadpan on that. So I'm just wiping some tears out of my eyes. I was, I was just <laughs> laughing pretty hard. But yeah, no, yeah. you were. You definitely were pretty. As it was as good of an episode it was. You were pretty deadpan yeah. during it. Like and and maybe not. Still probably more expressive than a lot of other. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking about. I was like, yeah. I was low energy. Yeah, I mean, maybe I was just tired or something. But I mean, no, I was. And, and that was probably the first time I really sat down and talked with you. So I just maybe thought that's how you are. But you're not. No, you you do have some life to you. You know, you, you. I mean, yeah, it de- depends on what type of depressive episode you catch me on. Right. But I'm like generally, I'm like Canadian, like dry humor. Mm-hmm. So it comes from that too. But mix that in with a little uh, suicidal thoughts and you'll get right. pretty deadpan comedy. There's, I mean, there's your Twitter bio right there. Right. <laughs> dry sense of, 
I keep anytime I bring up Canadians' sense of humor being dry, I always want to say ginger ale, and it's just the worst joke. Speaking of, yeah, we're, I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Okay, but, um Speaking of uh, Canadians, a, a Canadian friend of mine, she nor- normally lives here, went back there for a little while. One of her, so there's this 14 day quarantine you're supposed to do when uh, when you're when you're in Canada, coming from another country, especially the United States, because yeah. we're the big you know COVID monster that lies beneath them. And someone on their 13th, this is like a friend of a friend of hers, someone on their 13th day of quarantine was caught, uh, they, they were going to a convenience store and was caught by a drone and fined 50000 $50,000. Yeah. Oh my On their God. 13th day of quarantine. That one more day they would have been fine. On their 13th day, a drone. How fucking Orwellian is that? That is fucked. Damn. Yeah. Take that, take that in, everyone who's like, "Oh, you're from Canada. You have dual citizenship. I want to go there. You're so lucky." Hmm. Yeah. Drone patrol. Hmm. Yeah, Trudeau? I know. I don't. I don't. We have want a gay that. minister. Prime yeah. minister. Yeah. He did blackface. Hmm. And you want to go to Canada to escape the racism? He's the straight- prime minister who did blackface. He did a decent amount of blackface. A lot more of blackface. blackface than I've ever known anybody to do. Yeah. The original blacked wasn't like a porn site. It yeah. was just Justin Trudeau doing blackface right. <laughs> <laughs> and running for prime minister of Canada. Yeah. I, I mean, which is bonkers to me. The, the you know the fact like they are super woke, mm-hmm. and no no, no 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 no. Who's super woke in Canada? You need to explain that to me so I can correct you. Yeah, you know what? I, I was hoping you would just <laughs> let me. I was hoping you would just let me speed bump through Here's, that. No no no. So Canada has its hub cities. Uh huh. I mean, I can't name all of them off the top of my head because I've lived in the states since I was four. Mm-hmm. But it's like Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary. Wherever the fuck Ottawa is the capital, but it's right. like less than a million people, so mm-hmm. whatever. It's barely a place. Outside of it's barely a place. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it's farms. It's it's like upstate New York everywhere. Right. And you know where a lot of racism exists? Upstate New York. Right. I'm a white I'm a white man. You are white. When I drove up to my grandma's house in Canada, I mm-hmm. went all the way through upstate New York and mm-hmm. I was nervous to get out of the car because they might smell that I'm a foreigner. <laughs> even though I'm white and I've lived right. in the country forever. Mm-hmm. So that's Canada. Mm-hmm. There's still like the mo- it's white. It's whites. What as is it far about as the eye can what see? What is it about having space that makes people hate anything that's not a white person? What 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 is that? The the more spacious of an area you live in, the more where you're not. Is it just not being forced to interact with other people makes you? If what is because like I, well I think in some in some because rural America where you have you know acres and acres of places uh, acres and acres of land per person mm-hmm. and then you have like cities where it's just like everyone's jam packed together it seems like there's less racism in the cities well just yeah just because there's a wider mix of people right like you can like there's there's if you have a farm and you have like twenty people you're familiar with in your area yeah and like three of those twenty people are black yeah you trust those three people. Because you see them all the time. They're in your circle. Right. But you can still be racist and still trust three black people. Do you understand? Right. right. But if you're in the city where there's 8 million people whizzing by you all the time, you see everything. You mm-hmm. see white people do weird shit, Asian people being weirdos. You see it all. You get the widest spectrum. And we're, like Mark Norman said it the best. I live in the city. If I was racist, I'd be exhausted. <laughs> yeah. It's a fact. Yeah. But if you're dealing with the same 20 people every day, it's mm-hmm. like, these are my people. Anyone else can fuck off. Right. So it's like, you can be racist just towards outsiders, really, where it's like white people, you know, hold the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. I also haven't really experienced racism, so. Yeah, neither have I. I mean, <laughs> I, I, so I'm in, I'm, I'm an expert. I'm in a very peculiar place where like, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a straight white male. I got, you know, hit the genetic lottery. Yeah, I know. Hit the genetic lottery. Like literally I'm going to, I could vote. For, it doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who's in charge. I will always have a good life. Mm-hmm. Like literally it will never be hard for me. But on the flip side, I am the only of the white races that experiences any amount of racism, but it's something I can never complain about because it's funny, but I'm Italian and people are allowed to openly hate Italian. I openly hate Italian. I know. I know a lot of my close friends do. Yeah. I really (laughs) don't care for any of them. And it is, maybe it's only, maybe it speaks to white privilege. The fact that like I could experience racism and it doesn't affect me at all because at, at the end of the day, I'm still the you know, for, for, for getting by in this world, the right color. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, not sure how that'll play in the future if it's ever clipped, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll it. see how that goes. It's but all for um, comedy purposes. Yeah. Italians exactly. are the worst fucking people on the planet. Yeah. And we are, um, we are monsters. I, we, I mean, school. we literally brought organized crime to this country. This country has never been the same since Italians showed up. We, we fucked it up badly. Yeah. Gangs just... exist basically because of Italians. For sure. 
So, good, yeah, good on you. Right. I went to high school in Waterbury. It's the highest Italian population per capita in Ugh. the United States. Highland Avenue, if you've never is been to Waterbury. Is that true? Yes, it is. I had no idea. It's higher than New Jersey. It's great. Like 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 the Italian parts of New Jersey. Per That's capita. That's why Frankie hates Italians so much. He dealt with them so, because he's 100%. Yeah, 100%. Nobody gets that, but, well, you guys know how me and Frankie Hill, we hate each other. I tried to kill him once. You were saying. That's what's up. So, on Highland Avenue, if you've never been, it's right by Holy Cross. And it's like the main street. It's on town plot. Instead of the yellow road lines that go to the center of the street, it's an Italian flag going down the street. If you've never That's been. some fucking guinea bull. Is that real? That's, That's real. some guinea fucking bullshit, That's dude. That's real. <laughs> That's one thing I've always tried to avoid as an Italian. I, I try never to be a guinea. I try never to reinforce the stereotypes. I speak in a way where, like, I don't think you'd know that I'm Italian if you just heard my voice. But some people who are of the same lineage, or even less Italian than me, they're second, third generation American, yeah. they put on this fucking accent, and they gotta talk like Italian, they gotta let everybody know, this is the Italian, this is how they talk. I'm like, yeah. that's not necessary, dude, you could just talk like this, and have Italian mm. blood. And uh, I try never to be like that, but there are some things that I, I tend not to be able to avoid, which is really strange. I don't yeah. know. I mean, well, people can't really think you're Italian. Like, they might not notice that you're Italian just from your voice, but they will notice you're Italian because you're dumb and a shitty person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, so... That was good. That was hard to play straight. Thanks. I used to you, be you a didn't comedian. Cra- you did not. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a comic. Right, right. Before the world ended. Right. So I, I actually, Anthony Rodia is an Italian comic. And mm-hmm. He was at the Stress Factory last weekend. He's the one doing that uh, old Italian nun a bit, right? I, Where, I've never seen any on shit. Facebook. I avoid okay. Italian content at all. At all yeah, costs. I know. Like, it's annoying that I haven't. It's the easiest market for me to sell out. And, and become famous in. Yes. If I 100%. just did what I just did before, that accent, yeah. if I just did that and wrote jokes from it, yes. I'd be a famous comedian tomorrow. It's retarded. There's such a market for Sorry. it. And with my I name... Know, I don't know if I can use the R word on your podcast. Of but course you can. I'm okay. not the one getting canceled for it. I'm oh. getting canceled for all the other stuff I said. Remember when I said what? I'm the right color? <laughs> uh, vote right. Right yeah. color. Yeah. White. Anyway, so... Anyway, it's great being um, a white person. There's, you were a, saying. there's a heckler at the show, and this, like, you know, um, it was like a classic, like, New York, New Jersey, like, tri-state Italian guy. He was fucking huge mm-hmm. and bald, and he was screaming at the opener, who's by the, his name was Goomba Johnny. Oh wow! Okay. He's been a comic for a long time, and he's like whatever, whatever. But like his name. Well, I've had one of his colleagues on the show, Goomba Johnny. No shit. Yeah, I had uh, AJ from uh, Chaz and AJ on the oh, other there day. You go. And I think Goomba Johnny's part of the ninety-nine-one. No, no. No? no, I've heard him, but I've heard him. He might have been on. Okay, maybe. But he's not. Like, I don't think he's a regular. Oh, okay. He's like a New York comic. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, you were saying. And so he was on stage, and this guy was screaming about whatever it was, whatever the bit was. He was like, "Fucking say it! Don't be scared! Fucking say it!" And like, the, the, he's not even giving. Why do I think it's the N word, Johnny? No, I mean, hope, <laughs> just knowing Italians. Honestly, <laughs> that might be knowing the context. Italians. I was working, so I don't yeah. know for sure. But knowing when you it, say it, like my yeah. eyes just lit up. I was yeah. like, oh, it probably so, was the N word. Either that or the F. A the old know, double G the the old double G classic so mm-hmm. and like the, he wasn't even giving Johnny like the time to respond or play off it like there was no crowd work involved everyone in the audience is looking at this guy he has stopped the show because he's screaming right for fifteen seconds uh-huh. which doesn't sound like a long time but someone interrupting a show for fifteen seconds on stage is crazy is insane uh, wait 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 so, just just so we could all right let's give the audience five seconds of dead silence just so they know. Okay, on stage, it's 70 times longer. Right. So 15 seconds on stage of something that's really cringy. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's just screaming. In the, so I'm like, it's my job to go over there and tell him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And um, I've worked this job for like two years now, so I'm like, good. I'm no, I'm decent at being like non-really confrontational, but mm-hmm. also shut the fuck up. Right. Because if you just go over there and you're like, dude, be quiet. You're being a fucking asshole. Right. When it's, it's a late show, people are hammered. They just want to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I'm so underpaid. I don't care. Yeah. I want to leave. Right. I don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. but everyone else hates you. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I just go over there like, dude, I'm, I'm like, you know, enjoy the show. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Just please just quiet down. Just, just, just stop. Right. And he goes, he, like, he does the thing where he ignores me for a second. He's just looking straight ahead, pretending like I don't exist. And then I'm like, you heard me, right? Just please just stop doing that. Quiet down. And he goes, quiet down. And he has like this classic voice which you just referred to. He's like, mm-hmm. quiet down. Why? Because Trump 2020. What the? What does that even like, mean? I guess so. Whatever reason you need to yeah, quiet down. Whatever, yeah, quiet uh, down. sure. Yes, Trump 2020. That's why you should be quiet. <laughs> he, with, with basically him saying that, he just called me a pussy. He's like, oh, you fucking snowflake, fucking yeah, liberal I faggot. It's I just so, said faggot. I'm sorry. That, that was I said the faggot and retard. Right. And your listeners, I don't think they care for me now. After last episode, they might like me, but I ruined it. Yeah. Well, they uh, definitely are. I think the external, <laughs> internal monologue right there was was the thing that really did it in. That was <laughs> that was the war, that was the one where they're like, well, I mean, I was on board until that. Uh, that that self-aware bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was meta as shit, dude. Lou, keep that in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, um, 
just Italians, you know? Yeah, but That's yeah, he, he went on the whole tirade of like calling you a pussy without calling you a pussy. He did, but he said it so briefly by saying, Dude, quite down what, Trump 2020? And I'm like, I know everything about I this guy. Ha- exactly. I hate... That coded language bullshit that people use, dude. When when they call you a snowflake, I know what word you're trying to, what you really want to call me, yeah. but you can't because as much of a badass as you think you are, you are afraid of losing your job. Yeah, and that's really what's what's going down with that. Yeah. But like, yeah, this little snowflake, snowflake. Also, I mean, and this is maybe like a hacky bit, but like, snowflakes aren't a bad thing either. Like they're, oh, they're nice. They're every single one is an individual geometric, uh, a beautiful piece of art. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I guess saying that out loud, I, I, I now I understand why it's a good way to call somebody a pussy. Yeah. But I almost um, just called you the f word again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just from my explanation of it. But yeah, man, I, I try just because I am forced to be a billboard for Italians with my name. My, my, my parents gave me this, you know, spaghetti ass name, Stefano Santo. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I feel like I have to make an example for like what a decent Italian could be. Nice. So I try to, you know, be real honest and not be a dirtbag and, and represent. Exactly. Exactly. I don't I think that goes for all races, all people, wherever where you come from. Yeah. Where it's like the um, you don't want to be one of those. You don't want to fill into the stereotype. Yeah. Where it's like, if you meet other Italian people who, you know, you meet a guy named Giovanni Didi Canoli Shell. <laughs> and that's good. Like, after like getting to know each other, you like, like, out of the side of your mouth, you're like, hey, are you one of those Italians? Or yeah. like, are you actually like a human being? Yeah. Same thing with Irish people. Same thing with Canadians. Well, yeah, you as a Canadian, like, you're, you're kind of an asshole, which is nice. Everybody, yeah. what everybody says about Canadians is like, oh, sure. Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're, we're fine. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it's nice where you find the real, and then you start to find that about people. Like while they're while stereotypes do exist, and they tend, you know, there is some truth to them. Ultimately, everybody's their own person, shaped by their own experiences, and like, yeah, not just the color of their skin or the you know the origin of their lineage doesn't ultimately factor in that much into who they are. It's, yeah, it's about you know how they. But some people here's a problem, like especially Italians, they'll tend to just rent that personality. They never put any work in on themselves. So they're like, well, I could always be this. Yeah, because if you're in the tri-state area, there's so many that yeah. you're always going to have a community. It's I think and it's people the same. always just there's just a, a biological need for a community, and people can find that so easily when they mm. go, oh, hey, oh, oh, Biolog- they can yell that down the street, and then nine fucking assholes are like, oh, hey, oh, yeah. switching gears here because I really like what you said, and I've, I've I've thought about that in some capacity before, but a biological need for what was it for for community community yeah yeah I've noticed that where like. No matter how how it seems like, no matter how much people try to make themselves a separate person, they'll always find themselves in some form of a team. Mm-hmm. The in some way, shape, or form, there's some team that they align with. Yeah. And so much of what dictates what we're what's going on nowadays is people just jumping on a team and yeah. rooting for it. Which is like, I never even like. Are you a sports guy? Sometimes, sometimes. But I like, used to be, and then stand up kind of fucked that up. Right. And then the. COVID, so I watched like hockey again, mm-hmm. but now I'm back working, whatever. So I wasn't raised to really give a shit about sports mm-hmm. and be a sports fan per se. Yeah, you're eating pasta. Exactly. Yeah. So I never had that like team thing. It, it didn't come in like late until later in my life. So like this loyalty to a thing for arbitrary reasons that somebody explained to me that I, you know, jumped on board with, it was it never yeah. really was there for me. Well, that's a stupid concept anyway. It is. Loyalty to something that doesn't give a shit about you. Right. You are. You need to be loyal to people because they give a shit about you. Right. The Gi- the New York Giants don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. They want to sell you a nine dollar hot dog and a jersey for three hundred dollars, and they oh, will never they... win the Super Bowl in the next thirty years. And yeah, that's it. Okay. But if like if the New York Giants, if you were in a horrible place in your life, and every Sunday, and you know you worked nine thousand hours a week, and you weren't getting your dick sucked or your pussy ate, and you were like horribly depressed, but every Sunday you could watch the Giants, and even if they win or lose. And like that, that just gave you some sense of relief. Yeah, sure. But if you're born and your parents are like, we like the Giants, and you're like, that's it for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah, I'm a goddamn yeah. Giants fan. Yeah, that shit is. So it's important understanding the sense of like it could. You meet other people, you talk, you can bond over it. It's mm-hmm. something that you guys can understand. There's a mutual understanding there. But just blatant. Currently, we are in a time where it's just blatant like commitment. Yeah, like everyone is just like fraternizing. Fraternizing. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, we'll take it. Okay, fraternizing themselves into. Something that is brought up in the media, right? Whether it's political, or social, or whatever it is, it's like I can going to join that team because that's I just punched that other mic. Sorry, mm-hmm. is I'm going to like join that team because then I have a, an immediate group of people 
who I can understand more than these group of people that I, I don't understand. And we can all support gonna, each other, we can all like each other, we all agree on the same thing, and there's no work that has to be done. Right. I can just sign my name, and now I'm in this frat. Yeah. And it's fucking stupid. And, and they're eager to bring you on because the bigger their numbers seem, the more right they seem, Strength and the more the people they could get on their team. But like nobody's really working on their thing you know what i mean that no. nobody's working on improving the team and what that team no w- what that actually has to you know contribute to the world right so to speak it's, the same, it's literally the same thing as a frat you sign you pay money and then you pledge or whatever mm-hmm. and now you have a brotherhood right really do you don't know any of these fucking guys they basically just drafted you when you mm-hmm. signed up and then you gave them money and now you have a family you're that's that's weird it is you need to get to know it's people like strange. through connection and like you need to like experience shit with people and decide who's good and bad. It's all interpersonal. So loyalty is interpersonal. Yeah. See, I so like the blindness of it, it's it's fucking silly. Right. I mean, yeah. I don't. Yeah. So so and I I think what what really ends up happening is people tend to, I, I find people get confused between respect and loyalty. They 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 kind of make they they put them in the same thing. They 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 consider them like the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll treat them the same way. Where just because they respect something. All of a sudden, they're loyal to that thing. You could compartmentalize those two things. You could, you could, you you don't necessarily have to be loyal to something just because you you know just yeah, yeah. just because you like the thing, right? right? You don't it it doesn't have you forever. You that thing has to give you something. Right. You have to get something back from the thing that you're respectful to, the thing that you like, before you. And you don't even yeah, necessarily why? need to pledge loyalty no. towards something. No, never. Loyalty yourself. Loyalty is valuable. Yeah. What is value is something that is not. Endless. It's not limitless. That's why money, you can't just give away all the money because it decreases the value of the money. Loyalty is a highly valuable human trait. Right. You need to keep that shit to yourself Mm -hmm. and give it where it is absolutely necessary because when someone fucks with the value of your loyalty, that fucks you up. Same thing with love. Love, loyalty, and respect. You can respect everybody all the time. Sure. Respect you can give out if you think it's necessary. But love and loyalty is a value. And if people are, if you're lowering your own value of your loyalty, you're lowering the value of who you are as a fucking human being. Mm-hmm. Stop. Stop putting energy in all these different places that don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Politicians don't give a shit about you. Mm-mm. Your priest doesn't give a fuck about you. Not at all. And he might have fucked your cousin. He might have. When he was nine. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. You need to pick a small circle of people who you love and are loyal to, and that's your fucking squad. Right. Never trust anyone who's says go ahead there's i didn't even have anything i'm just getting mad see here's a feeling of resentment now we're gonna switch gears here please i'm reading a book called real change by sharon salzberg Mm -hmm. and she says resentment is a big downfall of addicts and i'm an addict luckily i'm not an alcoholic and until like biologically Mm -hmm. i am a drunk there's a difference i just like the booze i'm irish i'm a fucking depressed kid what i like about you sam you appreciate nuance there's yeah there's a difference go on and uh, resentment is a big downfall for a lot of addicts because let's break. This is her words, not mine. So I can't, you know, I'm not going to sound smart on a podcast. Uh, she said, if you break down resentment, it's sentiment, which means feeling, and re, which is again. What, so was, this, what was that word? Sen- sentiment. Uh-huh. And what? And re. Re? Like resentment. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And so you're basically feeling these feelings again that is negative. So you're re-feeling these negative feelings because you're basically addicted to feeling that way emotionally, whether it's how you were like you were built in your childhood or your response to trauma, and you just get in this little spiral of shitty feelings and you get addicted to it eventually. And I was really resentful. Mm-hmm. I'm a resentful guy and I'm actively working to get away from it. Like it's like I would be like fucking jerking off in like resentment. Like if I was angry or I was sad, I was like, my mom's dead. I'm so sad. I'm fucking horny. Try wow. to love me, you fucking asshole. That is a lot. He was just ski pulling, by the way, guys. He, <sighs> he had you know, jerking himself off and what seems like another person, but I know that's not <laughs> what that's not what was happening. Although I can't, you know, I don't know him well enough to 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 de- confirm. No one knows for it. sure. I did right. kiss a guy and touch his dick on Sick of Mile last year, so no one really knows for sure. But um, it's. Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. I was trying to connect the two points that I was making previously and sure. then about resentment. I, I really wish you didn't Anyways. follow that one up with that uh with dead air. That that left a lot for all of us. All well, yeah. I mean you gotta also explore your sexuality. Who gives a shit? That's a good point. COVID yeah. mortality, we're all gonna die. Twenty twenty. You know, and, and after I touched that dick, got more pussy than I ever had in my life because that dick his dick sucked and I was like, Oh, I got a better dick than that dude. I'm killing it. And then I had confidence in myself and then I crushed more box in that year than I did the rest of my life. So you hear that guys? If if you just get just be a little gay, you're gonna get so straight afterwards, it's yeah. gonna be nuts yeah if you haven't like if you ha- if it's if you're in a bit of a drought which a lot of people are because of things are still shut down it's hard to meet people anyway mm-hmm. 
unless you're good at using the internet, which is like a niche skill that sucks. Mm-hmm. You're kind of good at it, and it sucks. Yeah, like you like to like to put energy into that skill sucks, but it is beneficial. But a lot of, most people aren't good at using the internet socially. Right. And uh, so I'm sure there's a lot of people going through a drought. All you got to do, go gay once just for a night. Make it a holiday. Mine was Cinco de Mayo. I had fajitas. I drank, you know, cervezas. Mm-hmm. And whatever the Spanish word for penis is, I held it for a little bit. And then I felt stubble on my neck when I was kissing a man. And I said, you know what? This isn't for me. And then I started crushing box after that. <laughs> like, like I'm a I big will... fat guy. I, I punch above my weight. I, I've heard. I do well. I've heard. And I, I, yeah. Also, I've, I've toyed with... The, uh, this this thought of like you know the the immediate guy response to a guy I'm doing anything right with, now. I could see that <laughs> uh the immediate response to a guy doing something with another guy is that it's gay but then you look back at it well if it's just to find out how gay you are and you find out you hate it you're actually way more straight than people who've never who have no idea thank you right i found out that i was confirmed straight because everyone has gay thoughts right so i just confirmed that i was straight and I had a bit of a fat penis, and that made me feel better about myself. <laughs> man, um, I, this isn't where I expected this episode to go, but it's where it went, and it's fine, man. We explore our thoughts and our words and our emotions. Yeah, this is why I asked. I did honey dick you. I was like, dude, last time I gave you a great episode, mm-hmm. and I'm not nearly as depressed, and I also have to... I The trajectory of my career was ruined back in March, and I've had to deal with a lot of things, but I'm The trajectory of everybody's career was ruined in March. For sure. I can't take it personally. Also, people are sick and dying, so I can't be like, oh my God, that COVID too. really fucked Lame. me up. Yeah. Lame of them to be dying, yeah. really. What are you, a fucking... Yeah, I know. I want to say it's so bad. Double G. I had a couple cores like Celsius. I want to fly. Yeah, I'm just ripping off Chris Stefano right now. Yeah, Chris Stefano. Um, it's a funny man. I should be the. I, I want to be. I, I'm. He messed me up because I'm like, is there room for another Stefano out there? Just that. Just having that word, that name float yes, around. Because here's the thing: when I was watching Anthony Rodia. A lot of his acts was just him impersonating his dad, and a lot of all Italian fucking comics who have a huge Italian fan base. Yeah, a lot of their acts are impersonating their Italian dad with the accent. I've never done. I've never impersonated and my father on stage, but I have a really good impersonation of my father. So and you might it's, as well just it's do gonna it. come out eventually. You might as well just do it and make some money. That's what I was just gonna say. It's gonna make me a whole bunch just of make money. Some money. So I've had him on the pod before, so it could. It's really easy, and people, if I if I did him on the podcast yeah. more often, people are like, oh my god, he sounded just like when we had a v- when we listened to Vito on that episode, right? Yeah. And if I didn't hate Italian so much, I would have laughed there. But right. My just like my natural response. I, no, you I cringe. Like, Please stop. You got doing sick. This. You sobered up. You sobered up from, from yeah. me doing that. You're, I can I can run now. You don't have to leave. Put your headphones back on. Just stay a while. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I was literally like, wait, did I take these off? Um, yeah. And so, and I wanted to like post something and be like, I wonder if Italian comics have ever thought about doing an impression of their fathers on stage. That's funny. But then immediately I thought about everyone else being like, I wonder if any fat guys have wanted to talk about being fat on stage. Exactly. I was like, oh, comedy sucks. Ta- yeah, it does. Talk comedy about what sucks. you know. You're there to be a fucking clown, Here, so you might as well hey, enjoy hey, it. Everybody who's on their high horse, every comedian on your high horse, I need you to listen to something and I need you to listen well. Well. Everyone is a hack. Mm. Does not. It, I. I. I feel very strongly about that too. I. I know we use it as an insult, and I maybe even I'll use it as an insult on occasion. Mm. But ultimately, we are doing what we know. We are doing what the audience, what we believe the audience is going to like. Mm-hmm. We're all fucking hacks, and there's nothing wrong with it. Just you know, mm. don't have to tell airplane jokes or jokes about your wife. But maybe you do. Maybe you have the good fucking. My wife is a bitch joke. Maybe Joe you have List. the best airplane food joke. It hasn't been written yet. We don't know. Joe List has fucking killer airplane stuff. That's what I'm saying. Everyone's a hack because there's nothing new under the sun. Human experience is still very limited. There's 7 billion of us. I'm talking comedians. There's 7 yeah. billion of yeah, us. Right. And uh, it's it's tough to believe anyone's, you know, in one way, shape, or form, it's like every take has been taken at this point. Yeah, for sure. There's nothing new. Every yeah. like The uh, human ex- ex- existence mm-hmm. is very complex from person to person. Right. But if you scope out and look at everything, there's a very limited experience exactly everyone does the same shit mm-hmm. so it's just about doing like whatever resonates with you man hell yeah brother resonates with you man and i'm gonna talk about a girl sucking my tit on stage <laughs> and that's what you do suck on my tit i the face you keep making today is very very <laughs> concerning man it's uh, I can, i'm not depressed dude i feel good just it's- like every other not depressed person says that's that's what not depressed people say i'm well, not depressed well I'm, it's so rare that i'm not depressed that i feel like i do need to tell people because I'm, no, people I'm happy, think my, my standard my mode of operation is that i'm just depressed which yeah. is true 
So now that I'm not, I'm making faces. I'm drinking beer because this is my only day off. I work 60 hours this week, and I want to suck on a titty. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the 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 echoes of mania that are that are in your face just keep really concerning me. Being in this just a one-on-one room with you right now. Every time you jump back to that, every time he says tit for whatever reason, he jumps into this very primal, horrifying uh, uh, yeah. face. Well, I but. am in a bit of a drought myself after I mm. broke up with my quarantine bay, so I might need to go out and touch another dick <laughs> hear that boys he's Hit on he's on the market um, instagram at big sam hunter yeah man i know how it is i just broke up with the exactly that the, yeah. the quarantine bay and i i don't want to get too specific because i don't want to like you know i wouldn't want to like talk Use about names tell, exactly i don't want to do details any. no it's just like give, old, say, t- say your address it Who was cares? a it was a oh jesus it's fucked up that when you say your address my address flashes in my head and now i'm like don't say the, that out loud <laughs> what are you doing you know what i mean but now it's there it's, it's accessible social. fuck it but um no it's just it that's exactly what it ended up being it's like i i you know i definitely seen like girlfriend potential in her but ultimately even though like she kind of like called it was it was her calling it off but it was i would say it was like 60 40 70 30 maybe mm-hmm. of like wanting it to a, be over a classic line of guys who've been broken up with like yeah, she, she did it but it was like kind of mutual anyway i'm devastated well, and lashing out i've been smoking cigarettes i'm firing off tech risky texts to so many fucking Ooh, girls any just men in there no men oh, but i'm like well, now that i'm hearing your thing it's dude. you know like like it might, i might have to i know I, you know, it's not like I'm in any shortage of gay men. Like she, mm. I do musical theater; they're there. Oh, good. And God. You'd clean up. I, I would, I would really would do well. Yeah. I would do real. I believe they have a name for me in the in their community, and it's it's sought after. It's a bear. It's a bear of one hundred percent of a bear. Oh, I guess so. Fuzzy, thick. You know, oh right, right, it's, right. Yeah, it's good. You know, in college, my college girlfriend used to call my penis the Alaskan bullworm <laughs> <laughs> from SpongeBob. Yes. That's a that's a hog, dude. You got a piece on you. <laughs> no, it's a fucking show. But she oh. was she was like five two, so she thought it was bigger than it was. Oh, but like just yeah, the idea. I need to, I need to date like, some shorter Alaskan girls. Alaskan bullworm. It's big. It's thick. <laughs> it's hairy. It makes me laugh really hard. The uh, no, but I got an absolute show. Don't get it twisted. Lower your expectations if you want to DM me. Thank you. Nice. Thanks. Nice. We'll we'll uh, <laughs> we'll plug your Instagram uh, towards the end. I'm freaking and, out uh, on this podcast right now. You're I'm going losing <laughs> your fucking mind, dude. You are unraveling, and you weren't raveled to begin with. No. Yeah. Um, if this is what non-depressed feels like. I mean, I'm in. Well, you know what it is? You're, so uh, you and your depressive states, you probably do close off a lot of your emotions. So right mm-hmm. now you're just letting things fly. Dude, I work Which is good. That's 60 healthy. 60 hours this week. Right. This is my only day off. And what do you do? I'm gonna, I work at a car dealership six days a week. Yeah. And then I work at Stress Factory three days a week. Yeah. And they're, they're an hour apart. So it's like two and a half hours of commuting Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Between Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I work 40 hours a week. Friday and Saturday, two 14-hour days. On top of the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I do 22 so I'm going to have a good time on my yeah. days off. Also, before I got here, I had an ugly cry in my garage because I realized I could accept love. Yeah. And I didn't think that was a possibility before that. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful, man. That really is. That really is. Uh, so yeah. you, they weren't even, they weren't sad tears. They were just emotional. It was a revelation. Yeah. It That's was an awesome. absolute revelation. I, um, I fucking, crying is supposed to be like super healthy. Mm-hmm. I wish I did it more. I feel uh, I feel like I probably should. I don't know. Like you could, you yeah. Should. You know. I mean, I could. I wish we. There's. There's. Like everything is a balance. Is moderation. Mm-hmm. If we 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 would even each other out. Yeah. I'm a big pussy. I cry right. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like all the time. Yeah. So I I would like to give you some of mine, and I'll take some of your that crying less. That would be great. Right. That would be like, what I mean. Skinny guys. I'm like they my, like. I have such a hard time gaining weight. I'm like we should we should mash up. I have a I have a motto about crying. Mm-hmm. It's someone must die for me to cry. And that's that Horrible. is that is Horrible how fre- that is how frequent I cry, and it's not because I try to live up to it. It's like that's where I'm at, dude. I could see you having one good cry, and like sixty percent of your problems just eviscerating. Right, that's probably it. I had a decent cry, like I don't know, a few few weeks back, and that was like the first one in years. Years? I I'm not exactly. No, actually, that's actually not that that rare. Is it? Okay, no, that's good. No, enough. no, no. I'm I'm weird because I cry, and I'm a, I'm a fucking big man. Right. So you, you are a large man. Yeah. And you and cry. I'm tough as shit. To be honest, you are. I yeah. You, I mean, you were you were, and you you you're a lumberjack. Well, not a lumberjack, but you were doing yeah. trees for a while, which is pretty oh, no. manly work. No, I'm a labor. I'm a laboring drunk Irish kid who's been through a lot of shit. That's a person with a mean left hook. You know what I mean? That's just like a yeah. That's a badass. Here's the thing. 
now that I'm starting to like open up more and express myself because I'm doing a lot of self work. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen to the last episode I was on. I was depressed as fuck and I was trying to find a better you know place. Mm-hmm. Now you're sucking dicks. It's no, it's no, great. I'm touching cocks on Cinco de Mayo. I'm just calling people the f word. Um, no, and then I'm expressing myself more. Maybe you should go back to being depressed. Yeah, I guess now so. that we look at it, now I'm depressed. I'm just gonna. This get... behavior seems way more toxic than you just you know <laughs> being docile. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, this is this is for comedy purposes, right? Sir. True, true. So you were um, saying, so uh, I lost it. Fuck. Oh, shit. Now that I'm expressing myself more, beautiful. Um, so if you have like a deep underlying sadness, it's natural for, especially for men, to cover that with a lot of anger. Yeah. Because when like it's just a natural thing. Anger's cool. It's badass. It's tough. It's for survival. Right. You can't if you if but before we had like money and houses and shit, you can't just sit around a tree and cry. You're gonna get fucked and fucked and eaten. Yeah. So you need to get Hope, angry. Hopefully in that order. Right. 100%. Yeah. So in order to survive, you need to cover that with anger. It's just what a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm expressing anger, and I'm also expressing like a deep sadness, yeah. and it's quite the juxtaposition. Yesterday at the Stress Factory, I punched a box of napkins four times, and it exploded the box. God damn it. Because I, I found out I wasn't going to get on stage, and then this morning I deep cried in my garage. That is beautiful. <laughs> so I'm experiencing a um, range of emotions. And I think some some part of why men are the way that we are with emotions has to do, I think, genetic lineage, where you can't forget, the pussies didn't survive a few thousand years ago, man. No. The, only the badasses who would take charge and go to war and... And kill the animal and, yeah. and like the ones who had those instincts that that, you know, separated their emotions from their actions and, and got what needed to be done, done. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones who survived. Those are the ones whose lineage carried on and the right. pussies died. And and I think what you're seeing is like there is a world that could actually, you know, lend itself to pussies. Pussies could survive in this world. Well, pussies right now are thriving and right. it's not good. It's not great. There's a lot of beta males who are doing very well, dictating dictating what's going on, in especially fact. on the internet, and yeah. it is not good because Mm-mm. ultimately you can't go that far away from nature. No, and like, there's a lot of issues with contemporary conservative ideas, mm-hmm. which include racism, sexism, blah 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 blah. Yeah. But at the very core of it, especially in the dynamics of a relationship between a man and a woman, a lot of it is still true, and it is absolutely necessary. Yeah, like. If like try being a man and being with a woman, and you don't have a job, see how long that lasts. Hmm. I mean, I mean, I had a friend I grew up with. His dad was like the housewife, and his wife was a bread maker. It worked, but like he did other shit to establish that he was the alpha. Yeah. Like she would come home from work, and there'd be like new windows in the house, and he'd be covered in sweat and cum and blood. Right. To be like I was slaving over these windows all day, Mm -hmm. and then he'd like. You What's know. with the cum? Don't worry about the cum. The windows are in. You were at work. What else was I supposed <laughs> yeah. to do? And, uh, you know, and he'd like build a car or right. some shit to establish that this is like, you need to, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you, every now and then I you shouldn't gotta, have went on this. No, I should have made this opinion and I have been drinking. That's fine. Don't worry about People it. People get it. No, every now and then you got to open up the peanut butter jar, right? Every now <laughs> and then you got to do something that uh, proves that you still have it. At, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you still have to... It's not just, and not just about being a man, but just like a, about being a human in general. You need to be in touch with the animalistic side because sometimes things go animalistic. Sometimes the the uh, the cushion of society breaks down for a moment, and you need someone with some fucking survival skills. Yeah, right. It happens. You you, yeah. you don't ask for it, but it fucking happens. And everyone has urges and needs that are just in their DNA, and they aren't expressed. They <laughs> manifest themselves in different ways, and that's when shit can get ugly. Real ugly. Real ugly. And so that's why I'm always thinking, like, anytime I meet someone who's, like, a super, like, like what's the, who's the neighbor in, on The Simpsons, Ned Flanders? Ned Flanders, right. So, like, the picture, like, a real-life Ned Flanders guy. Yeah. They exist. We're in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. You can see a white where you're guy find them, with yeah. a button down, and Ned Flanders, who's, like, a super nice, like, ever clear personality, never done anything wrong, always treats everyone great, never has started any problems. Right. Just, like, a, just good all around. Mm-hmm. In real life, those guys are... Locking their doors when they're alone and putting on a Barney costume and drinking tit they got from Thailand on the dark web. Right. Like, it always comes out in certain ways. Mm -hmm. So you might as well address it. Like, just steer into it. Yeah. Just steer into it. We need, like... Steer... Into Having it. a lot of complicated feelings right now. What's hard about expressing emotion is that now my brain is We can switch gears again. What what complicated emotions outside of the ones that we've talked about? What what, what else is bubbling up with this this feeling of not being depressed for, for right now in this instant? Oh. Um, I don't know. I, this this shutdown's been a lot. It has. I don't. I'm not sure we're talking about it enough on this. Like this, we're dealing with a m- wide scale mental health crisis. 
and huge. It's, and it's it might may, maybe may even bigger than the economic crisis because it's so underlying. We but were like, already in a mental health crisis, I, I, and I, this kicked shit up yeah, a bunch. Like, There's currently more suicides and ODs, yeah, than COVID deaths, and it's not close, by the right, way. Right, and I get it. Because luckily I'm not an alcoholic, so I don't have the biological need to be drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. But I like to drink. Yeah. Back in to, the first four months, I was a legit drunk, mm-hmm. and it got ugly. And back to like law of diminishing returns. Like, are we saving lives by doing what we're doing right now? Because it seems yeah. like seems like the death rate of COVID compared to how many people are dying because of the lockdown measures might start to be catching up with each other. Right. <laughs> um. It's but but not, not pretty. But no. To talk about that again, like this this uh wide scale mental health crisis we're going through people are losing their fucking minds yeah. like, like to talk about the fact I, i'm not a work from home guy i don't have like an important office job so i, w- I didn't have that luxury i have to go in to work and do stuff mm-hmm. and but the people who are work from home uh not only has their productivity like expected to remain the same it's kind of gone up because you're at the comfort of your own home but to, to take every pleasure of life away from a person and say hey be even better at your job than you were before that's going to have a serious fucking effect on the minds yeah. of the people who are going through it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are we going to acknowledge that? How are we going? We're just going to let life be that where people aren't getting, they don't get to hug their grandchildren. They don't get to go to family parties. They don't get yeah. to see their friends, but they still have to work hard for all of it. You know? Great. What? I couldn't think of a better equation. Oh my God. That's horrifying. The, no, the things crazy. that suck about life, you're doing more and the things that you love about life, you're doing less. Yeah. And on top of that, there was like, like you said, there was this already budding mental health crisis that mm-hmm. was, that was getting pretty serious. Uh, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, I got lucky. Like I got lucky. I started I hanging out with this girl. So COVID maybe the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. I would have a, how about that for perspective flip? Because it totally devastated the trajectory of my career, which right. I, I mean, locally, people started to take notice that I was trending upward in comedy. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. And then that disappeared. And that's three years of hard work. I mean, I sacrificed everything. I didn't have a social life, no prospects of a girlfriend. I wasn't making any fucking money. The only thing I was doing was stand-up. That's gone. Um, and I was devastated. Yeah. Like, devastated, dude. And luckily, the, the week before everything started getting shut down, I was seeing someone. And then a week later, everyone's like, hey, if you go outside or socialize or barbecue or you see your grandma, die. you're a piece of shit and your, you're going to die. Your skin's going to boil. So basically, by law, we were now in a relationship. Mm. Because it's like, do we want to quarantine alone or quarantine where we can fucking get to know each other for a bunch mm-hmm. of time? So for the first four months, I was with someone. In those four months, I was it was like legit one of the lowest points of my life. Like I was like putting on weight. I was so depressed. I was facing all of these personal issues I had that I was just burying in stand up. And it was manifesting in different ways. Mm-hmm. I was a fucking loser. A pathetic fucking loser. And this girl, like, kept me afloat. Wow. So that's how I got lucky. Ultimately, I ended things just because we both had glaring personal issues that we both had to work out. That, mm-hmm. like, literally, if, 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 though, in both of our states, I'm, I'm only going to speak for myself. In the state that I was in, I had issues that needs to be addressed mm-hmm. that I could not be in a healthy relationship with. So I had to stop it. It's very big of you to be able to acknowledge that it sucks yeah it fucking sucks i miss her a bunch i just saw her for the first time in four fucking months on thursday Mm -hmm. and it was real weird then i saw her again on saturday and she i guarantee you she was walking to her car to go on a date because she was all dressed up in black and red lipstick and she looked so fucking hot yeah i know and she just gave me a nice wave and a smile i'm like god damn it you're beautiful and smart the manic face again yeah yeah. (laughs) it's not great it's getting easier now because time is yeah yeah. but i know what you mean though it sucked but now that I, that was basically like, dude, I mean, she might've been like God sent for me. Mm-hmm. She was like, okay, here's this person. She's going to help you stay alive. And then when she's out of your life, you're on your own. And then from there, I've made some serious, serious changes That's as awesome. a human being, which is why I'm not depressed right now. I mean, so COVID might be the best thing that's happened to me, which is, you know, I was crying this morning because I realized I could accept love. Yeah. And that's huge. Well, that wouldn't happen without COVID. I would just right. been I would have just been kept doing stand up and I would have died at 32 on the road. Yeah. The so. COVID for me it uh it it made me realize it was kind of a good test of what I've been trying to do for the past few years was basically become some type of a full person who yeah. Who has who doesn't have his entire that whole team thing we were talking about before where you know you rent a personality who doesn't have his entire personality staked on this one thing surviving. They took stand up from me. They took theater from me. They t- so many things got taken from me. And I was still able to be myself because one, I sprinkle my personality over a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, well, I get to focus on these things a little bit harder. But like 
left to my lonesome and not able to hang out with anyone, I was still like, you know what? I'm still me. Yeah. This isn't that bad because I put so much work into becoming me. And, you know, right. it's I'm, I, it's not this, you know, someone doesn't have to be alive for me to be happy. Someone doesn't have to, you know, this this team doesn't have to thrive for me to be happy. My happiness isn't based on the success of something else. Right. Like, uh, you know, uh, something had gone, uh, you know, I that, that whole sentiment of like, I hope you find someone that like makes you happy. Right. I'm Ugh. like, for me, it's like, I, I want to die alone and be happy. Yeah. I want the possibility of dying alone That's the and being goal. happy yeah. to be there for me. I, I want to be able to be like confident in the fact that let's say I never find someone that's like perfect for me. I want to lead a life that I'm still happy regardless. Right. You know what I mean? I do not want my happiness staked on somebody else. 100%, no, I understand that probably changes a little bit maybe when you have kids, but right for, for right now where I'm even, at in life, not even that would be pretty cool, but not even. Yeah. Because the best parents are the one who had like you, you got to, it's I it's what's Could annoying detach is, a little bit. What's annoying is everyone who always every fucking idiot on the planet when you're going through something, especially within a relationship, always says you need to learn to love yourself first. The amount of times I've heard that makes right. me fucking crazy. Right. And I could never put it together. Uh-huh. So people simplify it as if you can just wake up and be like, I love myself. The yeah. same way people when you're depressed, people are just like, smile, just cheer up. Or when you're fat, like just eat better, go to the gym. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. there's I'm deep broken. Internal this issues. is just how it's expressing itself. Hundred percent. So, but it just sucks that it comes down to that is the truth. Mm-hmm. You have everything you need. It's all there. That you have everything you need. And like you don't want to be in a codependent relationship when you have kids. That's gonna guarantee your divorce. Then your kids are gonna grow up fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's what our that's what happened to our generation. Do it for our the kids. Parents, do, do it for the kids. Our gener- our parents were boomers. Before then was the post-war generation. The post-war generation was fucked up. They because were totally traumatized. They did not divorce. No, they did not divorce, and they were no matter how much they fucking woo, hated each they other. They had issues. They had kids who were boomers, who then got raised by those fucked up people, making them fucked up. Right. But because the country was in such a financial skyrocket, yeah, unlike anything we've seen in recorded history, right, that people didn't really question things Mm -hmm. i have a theory that if you strive socially or financially you really won't do that much self-work the only reason why i've done so much self-work is because i have not strived socially and i'm fucking poor so i've had to look within myself and be like clearly something's wrong and i have to change this i back you up on that one thousand but they were thriving financially so like there was like why would i need to do anything Mm -hmm. i have i have i can pay i have a one job i graduated high school i have this factory job that pays my house and a car and whatever the fuck i want and i have a wife and kids I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm fucking flourishing. Right. So the boomers didn't do any sort of work. And then when they got married and started having kids, they had us. And that's why the divorce rate's at 50%. Right. Because then they reached an age where they were like, oh, shit's kind of fucked up. We got to split. Mm-hmm. So now we're picking up the pieces of that. Right. And I think our generation's going to be much more conscious of relationships and family and all that shit. It's important. It's very important. We, well, we discovered its importance, rather. You it, have everything you need. Cry in your garage and smoke a cigarette and realize that you are gangsta. I, I could end it there, but I feel like we could fill out a little bit more time. But I'm down. I'm chilling. Yeah. Um. But that's really important, man. I'm I'm happy to see that you are. Uh. Well, I don't want to say that you're happy because I can't make that call. But it seems like you're a lot happier than you were. Not depressed is what's more important. I'm you feeling know? better. Yeah. Because happy is also a you know just a word, it's a state of mind. Express. It's an emotion. But yeah. like more importantly, it's like being okay is what we give a shit on yeah. this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm, I feel the name of the fucking podcast. Yeah. It's good enough. It, I could give a fuck about because here's the whole philosophy why it's important to make your you know be okay. If you're if you're not okay, you got some shit to work on, right? And this idea that you could one day be happy is also cool, but you're never gonna be happy if you don't get okay first. It's so much easier to go from okay to happy than it is to go from depressed to happy. If you're going from depressed to happy, chances are it's not happy. It's, it's, Manic. it's, you're uh, what's it called? Uh, Bipolar. unstable. Yeah, exactly. It's not a good thing. You're just yeah, fluctuating illnesses probably. So yeah, being able to look at yourself and just being like, yeah, I'm okay. It's all acceptance. It's all acceptance and taking time to process shit. That's what really, I had so much time by myself because I couldn't work and I couldn't do stand up. Mm-hmm. I was just processing so much shit and don't get me wrong. Going through that shit sucked. Oh yeah. So, rough and i feel bad for the girl that i was with that she had to put up with that Mm -hmm. that was brutal and she was also going through her own shit and i had to put up with that but it was like we both cared enough about each other where we made it work and one of my favorite ways to stay uh humble stay sane when i'm dealing with other people is everyone has their shit 
I just, yeah. I just constantly try to remind myself that it's not always about you. Everyone has their shit. Everyone has their just shit. Just because someone's doing something that's affecting you in one way, you got to consider they're res- they're doing that because they're dealing with something that's affecting them in a way. Hundred percent. You know, everyone has their shit, and I mean, I'm not one of the people who subscribe to the idea that we don't really have any free will or free thought or anything like that and it's all natural mm-hmm. but a lot of it is just how we're built and the product of our environment and people are just trying to survive ultimately part of everyone's it. just in survival mode and if you can get above that and be a conscious human being and present in the moment you're a fucking good person and let's be friends hell yeah i uh sip for themselves. Th- i think it's important to remind yourself that this life is actively trying to kill you mm. we're still surviving just because we've made it made survival seem almost like a right like mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and you're gonna go back to sleep in that bed later tonight like that's that's this kind of this beautiful reality we try to create ourselves with the modern uh spoils of society right mm-hmm. you you a job a car uh you know a, a defense some type of defense force that just all these different things that keep us safe medicines f- easily accessible n- nutrition all these different things where it's like you got to remember the whole goal, like the world outside of you is just trying to kill you. You know, left, if, if you were out alone in the woods long enough, you would die. Something would kill you or yeah. you would starve to death. You know what I mean? If, if you, if, if being in New England, man, if you stay outside with the wrong clothes for long enough, it will kill you. Just yeah. the environment alone will kill you. This regardless world, regardless of that, whether it's circumstantial or locational, gravity exists. Yeah. We are being pulled into the ground all day, every day, being ground to fucking dust. We're worm day. food, bro. Hell yeah. We're, we are nothing. We're, in the words of Jerry Seinfeld, droplets on, uh, no wait, raindrops on the windshield. Yeah. And um, one thing I thought about last night, I mean, I went home last night after, I'm, I'm really getting reacclimated to my new work schedule and I'm yeah. working so much and I'm having no sex and it's like a lot. Yeah. So, and I have one day off. So last night I got home at like 1am from the club and I just threw myself a sexless man, one man party. Alcoholic, workaholic, sexist man, one-man party, mm-hmm. and I just started crushing Corey's life. What a name for a podcast! <laughs> All right, I mean that's that's like an ongoing bit on my podcast. Actually, Sam was a little part of the thing. And um, plug it at the end. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> and one thing I realized is that um, I do uh, could understand the idea that we are all projections of like God's subconscious and we are all just this is all life is just different chapters yeah. reincarnation we're all just different chapters what different the fuck projections. is in these seltzers go on <laughs> <laughs> we're all just imagination life is a dream sure and we're all gonna come back someday who knows how who knows when whatever it is but we still in this current existence that we're in we cannot guarantee that because that's why religion exists and all these different things exist to tell us like the purpose of life when no one fucking knows, but it's most likely true. So you might want to get just the most out of what you can while we are existing and actively dying. Yeah, that's it. Do what the but did that make any sense? It did. Okay, it great. Did. And that's that's where we close this baby up on. Oh yeah, that's uh-huh. the, that was that good. Yeah, you gave me a look like are you see you fucking stupid. Uh, no, I was looking over at the. Uh, I, I wanted to make sure there was a USB stick in the in, in the <laughs> recording device. I wanted to make sure we got this. Oh, like, oh Sam's drunk and talking about existence. Exactly. Let's uh, wrap this up. Uh. Yeah, no, I'm, I, for second guess, I don't normally stick to the whole, you know, what makes you happy and speak something into infinity because that's already out there. And I think you just spoke something really nice into infinity. So we don't have to, uh, we don't have to ask, a, we don't have to force you to say something else, but I would like to though. Can I? Okay. Speak something into infinity, please. If you are in a bad place, if you think there is no hope, please reach out. There is help. You can absolutely reach out to me. DM me at Big Sam Hunter. I'm the, I, I am a, not a skilled person. I know how to make people laugh. I'm intelligent to an extent. I'm not educated. I'm a fucking idiot. The only thing I have some sort of skill in is helping people who need help. If you are feeling down, reach out. There are people in your life, whether they can be complete strangers, who are willing to help. And I can be one of those people for you if you're going through it. At Big Sam Hunter on Instagram or Twitter. Find me on Facebook. I mean, fuck it. Text me. Ask DM Stefano. I'll give you my number. I don't care. Call me. Let's, let's, let's all get up. Let's all go up. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Let's all go up. Let's all go up. All right. I love that. Um, you're not the first person who said some some measure of uh of, you know, reach out as a infinite thing, which I'm yeah, it's, <clears throat> maybe I'm it's me helping me start to figure out what the hell I'm doing with this podcast to begin with. You know, it's mm-hmm. I do consider it a comedy podcast, but 
Yeah, sorry for not being that funny. No, 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 no. We started off crying and laughter yeah, earlier hoping on. All the serious stuff at the end made up for me saying the F and the R earlier. Yeah, exactly. This was all over the place. Like, that's what I want out of this podcast. I want it to I want it to be cancelable and I also want people to not kill themselves because of it. I nice. want I want that all there. Yes. I want it to be valid and like, yes, I said some things that maybe I shouldn't have said, and yes, we accomplished some things that could have really helped people. Nice. You know? Cause it's all about doing that kind of uncomfortable work. To get there, hundred percent. Which is why I wake up in the morning and shout gay slurs. Sam, where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me at blacked.com doing blackface with Justin Trudeau, <laughs> the Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, Big Sam Hunter on Instagram. I don't use Twitter. I mean, if you want, if you have a crush on me, go through my likes. You just um, bully me on Twitter. That's I do. The only I li- thing you do. It's the it. only thing I do is I find funny tweets and I like them, and, and then and I like give people shit. Yeah. Hockey content? No, not people. Just you. <laughs> Literally, just you. You want a Twitter girlfriend so bad oh, that I just have man, to yeah. call you out on it. Anyway, uh, so if you have a crush on me, go through my likes on Twitter. Otherwise, follow me on Instagram, Epic Sam Hunter. I also have a podcast. I co-host it with Ross Poppick, who's a very funny uh, autistic robot, r- joke robot. Um, That's my dude. It's called Sam Hunter's Love Project. Uh, the name is going to get changed soon, but as of now, Sam Hunter's Love Project. Listen to it. I've really enjoyed doing it the past uh, like couple months. And uh has one more thing. I don't, I don't have anything to promote. It's all good. That's wild. If you need a car, DM me. I'm not a salesman, but like, I'll look you up. You could, yeah, you could help him out. Yeah. Uh, as always, everybody, you can find me at Stephabro on Twitter, at Stephabro93 on Instagram, at Good Enough Podcast on Instagram for anything directly related to the podcast. If you listen to this podcast, you should be following that page. Um, at Stephabro93 on TikTok. Um, that's probably all oh, right and of course uh, october 24th we're going to be back at center stage yeah. doing maybe an out indoor show we're not sure yet because governor governor lamont actually opened it up to uh 50 indoor capacity so nice. we could actually have a pretty decent indoor show so just uh. just yeah right into the mic thanks sam and um we could we should be able to uh well if, if we if we reschedule some things we might actually be able to do like a cool indoor show socially distanced <laughs> um, on that note sam do you have anything else you'd like to say before we close this bitch <laughs> big piece of shit no um no i fucking said it i'm drunk you said it and you're drunk Thanks great and as always everybody drink more water and be nicer to each and other and Coors Light Seltzer <laughs> <laughs>